what to expect on today's podcast. We review the difference in media between a stream and the challenges of a stream versus the challenges of a podcast. We adjust expectations, going back to the roots and remembering why I'm actually doing this this program in the mornings and what the objectives and goals of it are. And uh, we sort of come up with a, a situation where we are going to give podcast content at the beginning of the stream. And um, that's kind of a precursor to eventually having an editor that puts the interesting parts of the stream into a podcast. So for anyone on the podcast, the format to expect moving forward is podcast-worthy or appropriate things will be at the front of this audio. And then eventually I'll say, you know, if you're on the podcast, you might want to drop out because we're going to have a lot of silence here. We're going to be working things out. There's going to be a lot of visual things that are more appropriate for the stream. And this is until, you know, eventually down the road, we might have an editor, et cetera, et cetera. So um, podcast listeners, listen to the first part of the program for about the first hour, and then you, you'll probably want to drop off. So that's something to expect from there. Or stay and listen to, uh, to what we're working on. There are some funny moments. Uh, we discuss consistency, the REM sleep cycles, and then we discuss in detail my average Joe meme I posted up on Twitter and Instagram. And then for the last part of the show, after the first hour, we work on Guiba Stories, a proof of concept video. I give myself an hour to try to come up with a, a, a cohesive concept and then post it. And the purpose of this is to train one of my friends, Marie's, to be able to uh, follow a similar pattern and do better than what I do. So let's get to the let's get to the stream. It is December 21st. This is the Reality Stretch Show. This is Spencer Ingram, your host. Let's stretch reality. Good morning. All right, so a couple thoughts on uh, just... So the intent of the stream versus saving and uploading as a podcast. I've been thinking a lot about how a stream and a podcast are such different mediums. Because a stream, you anticipate a lot of sort of downtime dead time it's live it's uh i don't necessarily want to put a lot of pressure on myself to produce podcast worthy content on a stream because a stream is in my opinion is more based on the community the interaction which may not all make for the best or most entertaining podcast content okay so um, that's a challenge. How do you cater to both a stream content format and a podcast content format? Eventually, eventually, 
when this is a thriving podcast with a large audience and we're all interacting with each other, then uh, maybe I can find a way to monetize it and then hire an editor who can compile the best parts of the stream into a shorter podcast. So maybe the stream is an hour or an hour and a half and the podcast ranges from 20 minutes to 40 minutes, perhaps. And they just, an editor cuts out the, the noise, cuts out the the unnecessary um, or or the, the the less entertaining portions. Now, I have to always keep in mind the intent for which I made this podcast. Remember, it's it's made for a, a a public cyberspace accountability for myself to help me with my goal of being more productive and being able to stretch reality that's the whole point of the name that's the whole point of the brand to stretch reality and to stretch reality we stretch ourselves now what that means for me in my life is i want to wake up each morning with a compilation or a list of the fresh new ideas of interesting things i want to research and this show helps me procrastinate i'm going to review the purpose of of what why i created this this show helps me procrastinate the distractions. So normally I have a list of productivity things I need to do for my day job. But then I think, oh, I should look at this real quick. And then it leads me down this rabbit hole and I say, man, it's been 15, 20, 30 minutes. Um, and then I start, I you know, I spend 10 minutes on the task I'm supposed to do and then I think of another thing and it takes me on a, another rabbit hole, takes me away from what I need to be doing. So to practice the principle of procrastinating the procrastination, because a distraction that's keeping you from a goal is a procrastination activity, even though it may not feel like that, because you're procrastinating what your spirit actually wants you to do, but your brain is not aligned with your spirit. But I also don't agree with shutting off that self-talk, that portion of your brain that is creative and, and listens to these ideas. I don't think the ideas are bad, and I don't think that part of the brain, my brain, ought to be suppressed. So my solution is to thank my brain, thank those ideas that have come into my life, let them know that I will process them at a scheduled time dedicated for them. Write them down in what I call my personal sandbox. You guys should see my sandbox. It's full of so much wonderful gobbledygook. Now, there are a few advantages to this. First of all, I can still get done the things that I'm putting off in the day that I know I need to get done. Second of all... There is a limited amount of time in the day. Now, there are a few mental tricks that I'm working on to increase the amount of time in the day. One of those I mentioned two days ago, which is we're going to create a new name of a unit of a half of an hour. Because we've always heard there's only 24 hours in the day. I'm like, yeah, but we live in a day where a machine or one person can do the work of a hundred. A farmer that has modern agricultural tools can do the same amount of work it took a thousand people to do a hundred years ago. I mean, would anyone disagree with that? Maybe 150 years ago. But, but a washing machine can do the kind of work that it would take someone 
you know, three hours to do washing with a washboard at the creek. We live in a day full of advanced productivity tools and production tools, productive tools, yet we still say there are just 24 hours in the day. So what I propose is since an hour is far more productive or has the potential to be far more productive now than it used to be, and if time is a resource, indeed one of my catchphrases is all of life is time and people. Time is a resource, people are a resource, your connections, your relationship with people. And that's all it boils down to. Money is not one of those paramount things because you can use all the time in the world and have great relationships with people but not have any money. It, but you can't have a bunch of money without spending time and people. So if you think of primary colors or rudimentary fundamental particles, the particles of life, happiness, and productivity are time and people, not money. But you figure out how to use your the time and use your relationships with people in a mutually beneficial way, resulting in more life to all and less to none, in order to exchange that energy for benefits in the form of money, in the form of uh, spiritual and personal development, self-reliance. So how do you use your time? So what I propose is every hour has the potential of being way more productive than it used to be. And so what I propose is seeing that time is a resource, I propose a stock split of that resource. I propose we come up with a new name for a unit of time representing a half hour. Um, and it can be, you know, whatever. I, I, I've talked about talking to a lexicographer. I should message a lexicographer and say, what do you think would be an appropriate name for a new unit representing a half hour of time? So I'm going to add this to the show notes. Find a lexicographer. Find a lexicographer and ask them what the new unit of time should be called. Now, seeing as this podcast... Oh, and I need to pop out my Twitch uh, chat real quick. So it's in front of me in the eventuality that I have a... I have someone show up and actually want to participate in the community and make that infinitely that infinite step from none to one as I've talked about which is an infinite improvement I want to be able to see that I don't want to miss someone coming infinite in and saying hi so let's see here I'm just going to pop out chat see that. I don't want to miss someone coming infinite in and saying hi so let's see here. Alright, I hopped into my live stream on YouTube and I popped out the chat. And I popped out my Twitch chat. We're in chat. So I'm going to say, hey yo, on Twitch. And I'm going to say, hey yo, on YouTube chat. Now again... The reason that I'm wanting to build this community is because we often each get stuck in our own echo chambers of our own minds. And things I think are interesting or cool, if you like the way I study them and investigate them on this program, then tweet new ideas or things you want me to bring up or consider. Tweet them to me at RealityStretch or um, chat them at me on Twitch or YouTube. 
Now, again, it's got to match the ethos, and I'm still developing the ethos, but the general idea is more life to all, less to none. Um, promote what's wholesome, instructive, informative, positive, optimistic, something that helps us with self-development, helps us to be more proactable, which, if you want to know what proactable means, check my Substack. But again, as a reminder, it's an, a word that I made up that I, if you search proactable on Google, nothing comes up. And, and I don't think this word has ever been in existence before. But the point is, what's a word that can address someone's ability to quickly and definitively and enthusiastically, responsibly, proactively complete 100% their tasks for that day? I don't want to have to say definitively, enthusiastically, proactively, responsibly, complete 100% their tasks for that day. The attitude by which someone plays whack-a-mole. You know, if they're sitting there with a mallet and a, and a, and a mole pops up out of a hole, the, you know, the classic arcade game, and they just look at it. Grab their mallet, uh, knock it down. Another one pops up. Oh, great. Great. Uh, there's another mole. Gunk. Another one pops up. Tap it down a little bit. Go get a lunch break. Come back. Thwack. Smack it down. No, that's someone who's not proactable. Yes, they are completing their tasks, and to their credit, they're completing most of them 100%. They're not leaving a mole, you know, half out of the ground. And also they, you know, if someone's productivity is to do a million things all at one time and they're successful in that, more power to them. I think that's a great skill. Some people have to take one task and complete it 100% and then move on to the next task. But the important part is to complete it and prioritize and have a method of rating tasks and and putting the most important ones first the ones that make the biggest difference towards fulfilling your goal so a, a proactable person is the one who's who's jumping who's jittery with their mallet and they're watching they're looking at that whack-a-mole table and they're like you know pumping themselves up they're like let's do this let's go or you know maybe that's a little bit too much but some representation of enthusiastic they've got a smile on their face they're jumping they're ready to go they see the they see the top of the head of a mole and they go bam ha ha let's crush that one bam boom bam and they just immediately and enthusiastically squash every mole. Now it's important that it's also accurate, so they must be precise. We don't want to sacrifice the quality of the tasks completion, but we want them to be adequately completed and carefully completed. And, and appropriately and suitably completed. So anyway, proactability is the measure by which someone is able to enthusiastically crush or squash their to-do list or task list for that day. So the things that we study, if it's in self-improvement, ought to be geared towards increasing someone's proactability, building a relationship with God, building a relationship with Jesus Christ, focusing on the positive of people while not glossing over ideological differences uh, in opinion or otherwise. I think 
people that do not address a difference in opinion are just boring. If I so if if you disagree with me on something, let's chat about it in a civil way and in and in, in a constructive way because one of us is going to learn something. Both of us hopefully will learn something and let's strain that disagreement nearly to breaking before we say well, quite frankly, we're bored with this discussion at this point. Or, yeah, I'm starting to feel a little bit angry and super defensive. Um, then we'll pull the trigger, pull out the plug, you know, drain it and say, let's agree to disagree. But I don't like it when people uh, identify a disagreement and then immediately go to, yeah, well, we don't need to talk about that. Let's agree to disagree. I'm more interested in a civil discussion of why is that your perspective? Why do you see it that way? And why does the other person disagree or not see it that way? So again, I'm going to type up like all of these points into like an ethos. Again, the other one is I will no longer listen to nor participate in anything that assigns malicious motives to other people when I have no direct influence or connection with those people to verify their motives. If you can't read anyone else's mind, then why assume the worst motive? What a way to live. It's like that quote we read where resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Why are you going to assume a malicious motive? Does it make you feel better about yourself? Um, do not other other people. So I used to listen to a lot of uh, political podcasts that are definitely would be defined as more right-leaning. So if any of them say... You know, Joe Biden's a horrible president, terrible person. He's trying to destroy the country. I'm not going to listen to that anymore. I'm not. And because I don't know Joe Biden, and whether I think he's trying to destroy the country or not, how does that serve me in my daily walk? If I ever meet him, which I'd like to, uh, I, I, I would just talk to him and find things to disagree on and discuss them and say, why do you do it this way? Why not this way? And I'm sure he would be a civil, interesting person. And, um, I would love that. I would be honored to have that opportunity. I would be honored. Why assign a malicious motive and intent to someone when we cannot read their minds, even if they're doing something that we believe is destructive to the country, why not assume that they're doing it for, informed motives now for some people that might be just watching out for themselves and just wanting to enrich themselves and, and produce the best results possible for them at other people's expense but why would we assume that not being able to know that or verify that now at some point if someone's actions just trend towards that direction i would promote more of empathy with that person to say they must be going through a lot of things that i simply do not understand be generous with your assignment of motives and intentions. Think the best of people. And again, some people might say, well, that'll enable a lot of bad people to do a lot of bad things. And that goes back to my sustainability discussion. I really believe, like what Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert says, I believe that our opinions are assigned to us. They are not our own. And as soon as you learn that, you will go to the next level of life. I really believe that. I, I sincerely believe that. So w who are you allowing to assign your opinions to you?
And if I walk around with a storm cloud over my head every day, because I think there are a bunch of evil people trying to destroy this country, destroy this world, destroy this planet, because that's a very good example. You know, people on the left, if they're an environmentalist leftist, they walk around with a storm cloud over their head because they think that they're trying to be repressed, oppressed, and they think that there's a group of people that just don't care about the planet and are trying to destroy it. And that's their storm cloud. Um, there's a bunch of people on the right who are walking around with a storm cloud feeling like the federal government is always trying to steal their money and is trying to have open borders so that they bring in more voters that tend to vote for them uh, and are just trying to destroy the country because they're they're Marxists or socialists who do not appreciate the American spirit and are trying to control everybody. And they walk around with that storm cloud over their head. Whatever your hot policy topic is, you walk around with a storm cloud over your head and then you're just so you're so defensive immediately or offensive immediately. You're already on edge for every interaction because you've got this storm cloud. And that's what I recommend dissipating because it's not serving us and it's not productive. What actually will help to unite people is actually unification. Because a divisive path, what route to unity is walked by a divisive path? Eventually, you're going to have to other the other people to the point of complete obscure uh, obscuration. What would be that word? You have to other the other people to, into non-existence. Uh, I mean, whether it's genocide or whether it's put them in camps or whether it's secede from the country. How far are you going to have to other these people in order to achieve productivity and unity? Uh, as for myself, I think it's way better to work with people to achieve a common goal than it is to sit in alone in your camp and th throw darts over the over the wall at each other. I mean, so th that's my whole point. So when I talk about the ethos of this show and what we want to do, I'll put all this into a document at some point. Let me add that to the show notes. Work on the ethos, and it will be a living document, ever-evolving. Work on the ethos of uh, my philosophy, and by association, the show's philosophy. And that includes things like more life to all, less to none. I wrote down some of them here, but it's a matter of which ones are actually going to uh, be part of the ethos document, okay? So here's a few different thoughts, though. I wrote it down. Where is it? Where is it? Somewhere in my sandbox. <laughs> All right. So some here's some principles that will that are candidates for the ethos. Build your relationship with God. He is the source of all things which are good. All of life is time and people. Time is a resource. Want more time in a day? Stock, stock split your time. New unit of time. We live in a friendly universe. And then... Um, I'll just read this verbatim. Always assume the most generous and gracious motive, desires, or intentions for someone's actions. But also minimizing, I'll, I'm adding this in, protect yourself by minimizing your vulnerability. There are some cases where if you, ex, if you very much trust someone, make yourself vulnerable to them. But I think there's wisdom in, even though you're assuming the best motives of people, that doesn't mean you give them all of the tools to take advantage of you. It means you proceed cautiously, but not judgmentally. 
you know, that it says in the scriptures, be harmless as a, you know, wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Well, it doesn't say be that way. It just says, well, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, but the, the principle still remains. Be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And the same applies with kind of your self-defense. Like, don't be, don't close everybody out and be welcoming and inviting of all people, but don't enable them to harm you as much as possible until you are sure or you really trust somebody and give them more rope and more rope and more rope with which to strangle you. But you have more confidence. As your confidence increases that that person's not going to strangle you, give them more rope. And hopefully they'll use that rope to climb with you and not try to strangle you. But don't immediately, when you invite someone into your life, I don't know, but maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's going to change on my document, but you understand what I'm trying to say. So any activity that you determined to have a negative outcome was most likely the result of someone not adopting the aforementioned principle and they were reacting in perceived kind. Meaning, uh, if you're, the principle is to always assume the, mo the most generous and gracious motive, desires, or intentions for someone's actions. And people that don't follow that principle are the ones that are going to react to try to prevent the other people from succeeding. Um, those are the ones that are going to cause conflict and contention are going to other people. So when you see someone othering other people, don't other them. Just understand they probably are not following these principles and they've assigned malicious intent and motives to you or to other people and they are simply acting in response to that. They think they're doing the right thing because they genuinely think they're fighting against evil and darkness and they're fighting against um, other people. But again, this is a manufactured conflict, I believe, because I do believe opinions are assigned to us. So who is the, look at me, other people? I'm not othering a person, I'm othering a principle. I think that there is a force and I think that there's a force of light driven by Jesus Christ and God and there's a force of darkness driven by Satan. Now, I'm not even othering Satan, okay? I firmly believe that God loves Satan. Satan is a son of God. Um, and I believe God loves Satan, but I believe that he is trying not to give him lots of rope, <laughs> to strangle people because God knows that Satan, if given lots of rope, will strangle people because he's proven that that's his nature and that's what he will do. But I still believe God loves Satan, just doesn't love what he does. And that's what I espouse. I will do my best to pray for charity, the pure love of Christ, to love everybody while not giving them rope to strangle me. But to give them rope to climb with me. Um, and if they use that rope to strangle me, then I'll just try to take the rope away and not give them, uh, give them a smaller amount of rope until they can prove they're not going to strangle me. So the point is, I don't think I will, for the sake of argument, let's say that there's 10 people in the world that are assigning motives to their sides and stirring up contention in the hearts of men. I'm not othering those 10 people. I'm sure that they have their good merits and they're probably maybe doing this because they are trying to correct what they perceive to be an injustice done to them 
or they're trying to combat what they perceive to be a real threat. So let's even be generous to those people, if they even exist, or whoever they are. Let's be generous to them. We can love those people while not loving what they do. So there has to be opposition in all things. I'm not promoting a universal blanket of acceptance, love, and tolerance. I'm not. But I'm proposing instead of making, instead of othering other souls, other unsustainable societal plagues, actions, ideas, concepts, other laziness, greed, dishonesty, coercion, control with malicious intent, abuse of power, other the natural repercussions of following the natural inclinations within humans to take advantage of other people. Because there is a natural inclination to pursue one's own gain at the expense of others. But once someone accepts the abundance mindset, and once they tether themselves to the source of infinite abundance, who is God, realize the universe is a friendly place, put all of our faith and trust in in, in Jesus Christ or even whatever your religion is, you need to have you need to have a perception or understanding that there is something bigger than you out there that is benevolent, a friendly universe, and you need to trust the process, put trust in the system. That system, that eternal system, not trust in institutions of man, because man is imperfect and they will wherever power is centralized it has the potential to be abused okay so any activity that okay here we go the simplest explanation is the most probable likewise the assignment of the most gracious and generous intent is the most beneficial and useful action ascribe good intentions to others baggage begets baggage blessings beget blessings more things in the principal ethos book more life to all less to none more life to all less to none intentionally collect transform and distribute positive energy the more you spread the more it will be returned to you every pain of society originates from people taking more than giving every grain of society every gain of society originates from individuals striving to contribute more than they consume kindness is capital and it is uncapped capital kindness is a resource that you could choose to be kind to every single person the rest of your life they may still not like you, but you've increased the odds of a positive interaction if you react to everybody and treat everybody with kindness. That's why kindness is a resource. It is capital. It is currency that is infinitely abundant. And if someone chooses to be unkind, then they have a wasted an opportunity. Be kind to everybody, but you don't have to be kind to ideas like laziness, greed, the seven deadly sins, whatever. Hold a disdain for those. And if someone who's truly your friend, you perceive to be participating in those things, if they are a true friend, you should be able to talk to them about it and they should be able to make a case for what they're doing is not greed or laziness. Or they might straight up make a case that greed is actually good. At which point, 
it might have to be one of those discussions that leads to a, an agree to disagree outcome. But at least it would make for an entertaining discussion. If someone wants to, to, to argue that greed is good. Uh, some people use capitalism and greed synonymously. And some people say that evolutionarily, people sticking out for their, making an informed decision on protecting their own skin and their own neck is actually what drives society forward. And the only reason why we are nice to each other is because we know those who are informed and those who understand know that it will come back to them. So some people say that the reason why we help other people is because we're being selfish and we know it will benefit us in the long run. Uh, to me, that's slightly pessimistic. I think that if someone understands the abundance of God, I think you could make a different spiritual case for a motive to do something good. Gratitude is an infinite source of energy. Kindness is an infinite source of energy. Gratitude is an infinite source of energy. Gratitude transforms. It, it changes you from a bitter state to a sweet state, from a dark state to a light state. Helps you recognize the blessings and influence of God in your life. A sincere smile lightens the day of both the giver and the receiver. Smiling is another form of energy. You, you can smile at every single person that comes your way in your life. You are part of the environment. Flow with the universe. Think of, um, okay, this is a principle that I've been wanting to flush out for a while. If you think of like energy as a net zero movement, imagine in a, in a playhouse. You know how you have the stairs that will often move back and forth like this? And you're trying to go up the stairs to the next level of the fun house. Okay, and the stairs are oscillating um, vertically. So the stairs are oscillating vertically. Their net movement, their net displacement is zero. They move up in the same amount that they move down. And the direction is of equal and opposite um, movement. So it's a net zero as form of the potential for displacement. Now imagine you as a person. Imagine you as a person can move... but you can only move laterally, okay? So the steps are oscillating vertically. You are moving laterally, and that's all you could do. Surely you realize that there's a best case scenario and a worst case scenario, that you are moving laterally on these oscillating stairs in a manner that will either take you up or will take you down, but you're only moving laterally. All you can decide is when to step side to side. You have no power over whether you, you um, elevate or descend. You have no power over that. You can just decide when to move side to side. I view the universe as such, where we do not necessarily have power to elevate ourselves, but we can decide when to hop side to side. That's how I view the universe. You can use the analogy of a wave, too. If you're trying to catch up to a wave, I'm not a surfer, but let's say you're a surfer. It's much easier to catch a, a wave and ride a wave. It takes far less effort when you're in front of the wave. <laughs> if you're on top of the wave or behind the wave, you're not going to ride that wave. And the effort that you're going to exert trying to catch up to the wave is impractical 
the wave's going to move much faster than you can. You're going to have to wait for the next wave to ride, which it will come around. So in life, I think some people are at the front of the wave surfing and other people are on top of or behind the wave trying to catch up. And I think that's what the, the potential of moving with the universe has. It has the potential to carry us through in a manner that we recognize it's not our own power that's doing this. It's just our attitude and the energy that we invite into our life. Don't try to climb. Just step side to side on the oscillating stairs and do so in a manner and in timing. Some people might say, oh, I've seen other people do this. They just step side to side to side to side. But there's, let's say that there's, for the sake of the argument, there's only one set of oscillating stairs. Even Well, no, let's say everybody has their own set of oscillating stairs. But maybe they're running at different times or different speeds. And you look at someone else who's ascended to the top and you say, if I do just what they did, I'll get there too. And so you use the same movement, the same tempo, but your stairs are running at a different tempo or they're out of sync with their stairs and you end up just hurting yourself or going down or maybe you go up because it was close enough. Or maybe you go up and then you go down, then you go up, then you go down. The point is, this is where I think it's important to have a personal connection with God to help us to define our path and what we need to do in life in order to stretch reality. If you're not happy in your job, go find a different job or realize that your environment does not determine your happiness. Only you determine your happiness through your attitude, your mindset. But if you don't have a passion for your job, either develop a passion or go get a new job or choose to be happy where you are and find reasons to be happy. But the biggest tragedy in life are people who are content to be unhappy and they're willing to spend all of their days in a state of discontent. That doesn't make sense. And what's worse is we mask our discontent through entertainment. Uh, we play video games. We watch TV. We watch sports on TV. We allow other people's creations to come pacify us and subdue that discontent. And we ignore it. We gloss over it. We turn to drugs and alcohol to escape, to, 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 you know, spread and bondo over our hearts and fill the holes. Don't ignore feelings of discontent. They are in them in and of themselves a blessing and an indication that something needs to change in your life, whether it is your environment that needs to change or it's you that needs to change, but something needs to change. And that is the universe's prompt to let you know that this is an opportunity to achieve something new. So um, one of my favorite verses in the scriptures right now, I think it's in Matthew. Is it in Matthew? I don't know. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like unto one of these. That is a wonderful, a wonderful summary of everything that I'm going to describe in the ethos document that I need to write. So with that little digression, that's the ethos document that I want to write. And when people participate in this show... I'm going to encourage everybody to follow that ethos, follow that spirit. Don't come on here 
trying to other other people, trying to assign malicious motives to anyone. Yes, you can have a political discussion without assigning malicious motives. And part of that discussion will be if someone comes on here who doesn't understand the ethos document and they say, person A, B, and C are trying to destroy this country and it's obvious because of what they're doing. What the discussion will largely revolve around is, is um, I'm not a debate guy. What do you call it? A steel man or a straw man when you defend the other, the other um, person's argument? I don't know. But my, my question to that person will, will be redirected to that person in their mindset and largely discuss what are some positive motives that would make that would explain their action. What are some positive motives that would explain their action? Um, I can easily do that, and I did that in the first episode. And we're on episode five now. Great job. We've gone round the bend. Look at us go. Episode five. This is going to be easier and easier. Uh, as we keep going, and it's gonna, the show's gonna get better and better. But last night I was listening to one of the reasons I went to bed late, hence woke up late, hence started this program late, was because I was listening to a live Twitter Spaces that had a programmer at Twitter, Elon Musk, eight other speakers, actually seven while I was watching. There were nine speakers, and then like sixty thousand listeners. Of which I was one of them. And what's cool is it would like cycle through and sometimes show different listeners. Like Mark Andreessen of Andreessen Horowitz was listening. And it was really cool to sit there live in a relatively small-ish community. And to hear Elon Musk talking with the programmers. All of them discussing ideas. It was very disorganized. Uh, unorganized. It was very chaotic. And, and then to just see the list of people that were there listening in as well. It was such a cool experience. So cool. I mean, I just kept thinking that this is so historically significant as far as the progression of humanity. It was really cool. And it wasn't even really about the subject matter. It was just about the environment. I mean, I was listening live, like sitting on an internal conference call with 60,000 other people with a lot of high-profile individuals in society. And it was just really cool. Really cool. Really cool to hear Elon's ideas. Really cool to hear him argue with the programmers. A couple times someone would just jump in and belittle everybody, and then Elon would just, like, call him a jackass and shut him down. And <laughs> One guy came in and it's like, what's the problem at Twitter? What is your tech stack? You guys keep talking about a stack. What is the stack? And that's such a silly question because there are there's probably like 50 different stacks in use in enterprise uh, applications like this. Huge enterprise, big data, big scale applications. And what's funny is Elon was like, after he was done talking, he was just like, what a jackass. Uh, 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 what, what, I, mean, I, I mean, what an idiot. Uh, I, <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> Now, that cuts against my ethos, what, what Elon did, or does it. I think maybe what cut more against the ethos is if you follow my ethos, you ought to be able to tell someone they're wrong and incorrect. And if they get offended, I think they might be against the ethos. Because we shouldn't be afraid to correct people in a constructive way. Now, calling them a, a jackass and an idiot... Uh, is, is not that constructive. So in that regard, Elon cut against my ethos. But if someone gets offended at criticism, that also cuts against the ethos. Um, 
anyway, it was a really fun thing to sit on. on I, I turned it off and went to bed because I knew I was going to wake up and do this live stream. And so this program is one of the reasons I didn't stay for the whole thing. But it was it was really cool. So let me go back up to. Um, uh, oh, this is my sandbox. Let me go back to my notes. All right. So real quickly, just a quick comment on consistency. I keep thinking that I can survive on less sleep. And because I know people who have done it. And that doesn't mean it will work for me, but I think consistency is key. And also, I remember a long time ago I did um, a study on REM cycles and circadian rhythm. And I remember reading something, I'll have to find what it was, but it said that our circadian rhythm and our REM cycles operate in like a 45 minute to get into it and a 45 minute to get out of it cycle. And that we don't stay in the deep sleep state but it's perpetually cycling. So basically, if you know, we've all woken up at, po at points and felt way more tired than we were before we went to sleep. And someone who does that is in violation of their circadian rhythm. Okay, so we should strive for um, uh, hour and a half increments. So if you're going to get a short amount of sleep, get four and a half hours, six hours, seven and a half, or nine. Seven and a half hours will be more beneficial than eight hours. Six hours is more beneficial than six and a half or seven. And four and a half is better than five or five and a half. And I've tried to follow that and it actually seems to work great. Obviously, the more sleep you can get, the, it's more advisable. But in my case, my kids go to bed really late, and I don't want that to rob my mornings of being able to develop my mind and study and learn. So for me personally, I'm just going to have to learn to function on less sleep. And I know that is ill-advised. Let me tell you, though, consistency is key. It's so important. I'd like to get about six hours of sleep every night starting from now. And, you know, if I want to do this podcast, uh, if I want to start it, this stream at 6 a.m. every morning, then I should go to sleep at about 1130 and wake up at 530. You know, something like that is a very good goal. And consistency is so key. Like when I was on my mission in South Africa for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I was there from 2012 to 2014. Before my mission, I was very unorganized. Uh, my life was in anarchy. My schedule was in anarchy. I'd go to sleep at 3 a.m. I'd wake up at 9 a.m. or I'd wake up at 10 or, um, you know, I'd, I'd go to sleep at 2 a.m., yada, yada, yada. So on a mission, uh, at the time, they were very strict with the schedule. You had to go to sleep at 10.30 every single night and wake up at 6.30 every single night every single day for the two years wake up every morning at 6 30 every single day for two years then you exercise for a half hour you eat breakfast you study your scriptures you plan your lessons for that day you plan your activities for the day move on it's like such a productivity hack and whenever i doubt my ability to to be consistent i always think back on the mission because on that two-year mission i went from before my mission going to sleep at 3 a.m waking up at 9 a.m or whatever i was doing um, plus not to mention at that time we didn't have smartphones. Missionaries do have smartphones now, but at that time we had like a little flip phone. Um, and like the game it had on it was, was snake and that's it. No social media. And I didn't even play the game snake cause they said, don't play video games. So I went from a kid that would spend, 
you know, six hours playing Smash Bros, which is arguably the greatest video game that's ever been made. <clears throat> is that even a hot take? I don't even think it's debatable. Especially in the fighting game genre, Smash Bros by Nintendo, hands down, best fighting game ever made. And I will discuss that all day if someone wants to come on the show and discuss it. Uh, <clears throat> you might change my mind. You might change my mind if you if you view it otherwise, but uh, unlikely. So anyway, I went from playing Smash Bros. for hours on end, multiple times a day, or other other silly games. So I went from just wasting my time. I remember the day before I left on my mission, I went to the Western Idaho Fair, went on a bunch of carnival rides, and played Smash Bros. with my sister, Rebecca, for like three hours later that night. And then the next day, I went to the airport, I hopped on a plane, flew to South Africa, didn't see my family for two years, and I followed the rigorous schedule that I told you about every single day. And that's why I think I had the power of God helping me, because it took me from from complete anarchy of schedule to complete discipline. I mean, I think I had a better track record than pretty much anyone else on the mission as far as schedule consistency. I can count on one hand the number of days in two years I did not wake up at 6.30 a.m. And it's because, like, one day I was sick, so I had to sleep in. Another day, and, and then the rest of the times was seriously, my alarm didn't go off. Like... I fat fingered the phone or whatever, and uh, the alarm just simply did not go off. But even those days, even the day I was sick, even those days, like we're talking no later than 7.15 did I get up. And I don't attribute that to any discipline of myself because my before my mission, I was the, probably one of the most undisciplined people as far as schedule is concerned. But every day for two years, I did not deviate from the schedule other than I consistently went to bed at 10:45 or 10:50 because uh it just took me that long to journal to write my uh to say my prayers you know write my journal wind down so I did go you know a little bit late to bed every day <clears throat> but anyway th and again the reason I tell you that is not because I'm gloating about myself I believe it was the power of God that helped me do that and that's part of my conviction is because I don't think I could have done that by myself and Anyway, um, so I know that consistency is key, and I've experienced it in my own life, that a rigorous, disciplined schedule can result in great uh, great development and productivity. And it's so much easier when you already decide how you want to do these things. Because if I decide that every day I'm going to wake up at 5.30, I'm going to do the 6 a.m. stream, then that decision's already made. I don't have to sit there wondering what I'm going to be doing the next morning. I've already decided and it's already all lined out. So that's the consistency for which I'm seeking. Now, I need to fix my silly Joe meme, my average Joe meme. I did create a meme. I posted it up on Twitter. I posted it on my show notes. And it's really funny looking. I like it. But I wrote like generous Joe, average Joe, scumbag Joe, and Saint Joe. And what I need to do, and then I wrote in the caption the explanation. I wrote in the description of the image the explanation of what they all mean. But I need to figure out a way to integrate that description into the meme. Okay? Um, because I think it would just it just would make more sense. In fact, um, I won't get into that part, but... So anyway, I need to edit that meme. But it's a good principle. And I also wanted to mention... 
be wary of anyone who self-proclaims they are a Saint Joe. Okay? Because a true Saint Joe, someone who's gone through horrible experiences and now converted, processed the energy and now gives good energy, anyone who says they are a Saint Joe self-proclaims, good chance they might be a scumbag Joe and the goodness that they're giving out is not actually goodness and is selfishness and is benefiting them. The reason why is a true Saint Joe will have a difficult time recognizing the hard things they've gone through as bad things. The reason why I say that is a, a Saint Joe at most, at most would probably admit to being a generous Joe. And remember, a generous Joe is someone who receives goodness and gives goodness. So just keep that in mind. If, if you ever um, find someone who's de declaring themselves a Saint Joe, someone who's walked through hell and now just wants to give other people heaven, uh, I'd be, I personally would walk, tread carefully in your interactions with that person. And at most, a true Saint Joe would admit to being a generous Joe. Yeah, I've had so many blessings in my life. I've had so many wonderful things given to me. And I just want to spread the love. Hot take. But I'm telling you, there's some, there's some, there's some benefit to the uh, which Joe are you grid. And trying to figure that out. And, and trying, I might, I'll probably, um, I mean, the principles of the ethos document are baked into that meme. But maybe it needs to be more explicitly included. All right, so... That's what I had. Oh man, we're already up to an hour. And uh, here's the deal. Like I mentioned, we've got an audience of none right now. Uh, and also, I've just been showing myself just a talking head. It hasn't been that interesting, perhaps. But so you guys are aware, until maybe we grow to the scale where we're monetizing something, I can afford an editor. Someone can take the portions of the stream that are interesting and compile them into a podcast that's designed to be ingested audibly and not visually. Until that day, I must not lose track of why I created this stream in this community in this first place. And that intent is to motivate me to get up, to get my mind flowing, to start learning and encourage other people to do the exact same thing. So if you're awake watching this live stream and we're learning together, we are stretching our reality. And you could even open this live stream and participate, but turn it down, study your own things. And if you find something that you think would benefit the community or uh, we would all benefit from a discussion, then send it to me and we'll, we'll talk about it either then on the show or treat it at a later date, add it to the sandbox. But I don't want to be stuck in my own head. I want to have my my perspective enlarged by mingling with diverse people, people that are a lot different than I am. Um, I need a better microphone. Sorry. Uh, when I listen back to these, I'm like, Oh man, I need a nice, I need a nice microphone. But anyway, all right. So with that being said, with that being said, until we progress to the point where, you know, if we're monetizing this thing, if we have a significant audience, 
I believe in not trying to expend funds. This is something my wife has taught me. I'm very, I've historically, I've been the guy that's like spend money to make money. But my wife's like, <clears throat> the spirit by which you begin a venture is the spirit by which you continue the venture. Why would it change? So if you start a venture in debt and spending to make money, then your business is spending to make money. And your business continuity is you're most likely going to continue the pattern of spending to make money. And hopefully you make more than what you spend. But a, a more organic and natural way to grow something is to start cash flow positive as soon as possible and as much as possible and continue that ethos. I like what Drake is attributed to do. Apparently he... Um, Let's see if I can find an article on this. I know what to Google. Here we go. I think it's Drake. It's a Drake. Drake doesn't buy something until he can pay for it twice. I, I saw this in an article. Is it Drake? Who is it? Was it Drake? Ah, I don't see it. Maybe it wasn't Drake. What if I am generic? This celebrity doesn't buy something. If I put twice in quotations. Maybe it was clickbait. Maybe it was clickbait and then proven not true. And so it was removed. But I swear I saw an article, and I thought it was about Drake, that said he doesn't buy assets. Oh, this person says it's Jay-Z. If you can't buy it twice, then you can't afford it. Uh, this is on Reddit. Someone says it was Jay-Z, and then this person comments, says, difficulty level of purchasing my first house just skyrocketed. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so sad. But it makes sense. But... Let's see, Jay-Z Jay-Z doesn't buy something unless he can buy it twice. If you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it, Jay-Z. But that's a quote that was pervade was uh Sent out by Asian Wealth Magazine. No joke. That's what the name of that the magazine is called. Asian Wealth Magazine. And so who... I wish that they showed a source, at least. If they showed a source, that would be amazing. Anyway. Anyway. So if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. And I think that's actually really good because it pushes us to increase our cash flow dramatically. Okay? Anyway, so... Until I have an editor, until I can compile, have someone compile interesting things from the podcast, from the stream and to upload as a podcast, until that stage, I need to remember the purpose of this is for me to develop my brain and, and research things that are of interest to me. Like I've talked a lot about uh, like that live camera wall art that I want someone to make. And I called up a buddy. Uh, and uh, we're gonna. He's a super tech guru, genius in my mind. He's just a smart guy, 
we're going to meet up and we're going to talk about that because I think that that's a, that's a great opportunity there as well as the ability to interconnect rooms virtually more so than what Facebook did with their product. That's more geared towards like calling each other. But the purpose of the, the bi-directional live transmission and reception of audio and visual feeds between rooms of like a grandparent's kitchen and, um, their children or grandchildren's kitchen, whatever the interconnectivity of rooms is almost like my friend, when I explained it to him, he said, it's almost like you're, you're, you're virtualizing physical space. Like you're taking homes that are far away and you're mashing them into one. It's like they all live under one roof. It's like a virtualization uh, network. It's a virtual network. And I'm like, yeah, that is very profound. So I think there's a big window there because no one is currently doing it with that in mind. The intent is not to have a screen on your wall that you're using to do conference calls because that doesn't do anything for you that a phone doesn't already do and a phone can do it better because you can walk around and it's mobile, you take it with you. So the emphasis of a bi-directional live stream between rooms would be to connect the rooms, not connect the people. And when the people are in that room, it's like, hey, the kitchen is a shared space between the grandparents' home and the, the family's home. And wink, wink, it would also be a good way for safety reasons for the, the healthy ones to keep tabs on the unhealthy ones. Because heaven forbid uh, a grandparent was falling and collapsed in their room, needed help. The family says, I haven't seen them walk into the kitchen and get their morning cup of coffee. I better call them and check in on them. Can't get a hold of them on the phone. Well, you call their neighbor, find a way to get in touch with them and make sure that they're okay. So it also has the benefit of added safety. But again, the primary purpose, that's like version two. The first version is to have live camera feeds from different points of interest around the world since they already exist. Be able to have an interface to stream those to a display that you mount on your wall that looks pretty, it's artistic, it's framed, it's decorative. And you can look at uh, 42nd Street in Manhattan or whatever you want to do, whatever you have loaded. And we talked about that yesterday and we looked at some live feeds and it was really fun. So reality stretch in the morning is my time to flesh out those ideas. And also, like I mentioned earlier, if you procrastinate the procrastination and time is a resource and an expenditure, you might very well find that something that you decide to procrastinate once the time comes to actually make the purchase via your time and attention, you may find that it actually is not of that much interest to you and that idea is of less value and therefore you will be relieved that you didn't spend the 30 minutes to consider that idea when you initially had the idea. So it also saves you time and attention by not um, by not immediately expending that. Same thing for when you're spending money. If you want to really think about a decision, give it some time, and you might find that what you were going to spend money on is you know, not, not as much value to you as you would have supposed. So until I can afford an editor to compile the interesting parts of the stream into an audio format, because if I have a chat room and we're all just chatting back and forth, I need to remember my primary purpose of this morning activity is edification and education of myself and others, self-development and encouraging other people to have a similar formatted experience of their own every single morning. Put down the phone, 
pick up the pick up the the edifying information, whatever source it may be. Until we get to the point where I might have an editor compile the interesting things, I'm just going to put things that I think are podcast worthy at the beginning 15, 20 minutes of the stream. And then things that I think are more stream worthy, we will save for after the podcast worthy information has been discussed. So until I have like an editor or something, I'm just going to front load the stream with good podcast info and back load the podcast with good stream experiences. And maybe I'll cut out the stream portion of the podcast and maybe I'll, maybe I'll leave it in. But so what I'm about to do today and I'm again. I, I I'll probably cut this out of the podcast, but I'm going to devote. I only have about an hour before I have to get to my daily stuff. I'm going to devote the next hour to see how far anyone who's been watching these episodes or listening to these episodes knows that I want to take Chat GPT for the content. Stable diffusion for the visuals. I found an AI voiceover service called uh, Play.ht. It had the most realistic sounding person that I could find. It's like 40 bucks a year or whatever. So I want to take chat GPT for the content, stable diffusion for the visuals, play HT for the voiceover, and then I'll probably use Phaselian Studios for a sweeping background soundtrack. That's royalty-free music from, I think his name is David Phaselian. Really cool guy. Really cool platform. And then I also found like opensound.org or something like that. I need to look at it, but it has a whole bunch of sound effects. So if you have like a roaring lion, then maybe check and see if they have a roaring lion on there. And it's free royalty-free stuff. So my, my plan, my grand plan, is to have someone compile all of this together into a four-minute or five-minute presentation that I'm going to put on a channel that currently I'm calling Gweeba, and I bought Gweeba.com, but on YouTube there was a user named Gweeba, so I called the YouTube channel Guiba stories and I can change the name at any time but that's what I'm running with for now I have someone lined up a good friend of mine who works with me uh, her name is Marie's and she is going to be compiling all this stuff together and uploading it to the channel and we'll see what happens my goal initially is to push out maybe um, I'd like to do a story a day, honestly, but we're going to see how long it takes to actually put this stuff together. And I'm not going to make like a full four-minute length one in the next uh, hour. This is just going to be a proof of concept because I'm learning as I go. Now, anyone who's on the podcast, obviously there's going to be a lot of silence. You might learn some interesting things. And then I'm going to use Open OpenShot Video Editor to try to put it all together. And OpenShot tends to be resource intensive on my computer. So 
this whole thing might freeze and go kaputsk. But and I wonder what would happen to the stream if that was the case. I do I, I do have a second PC I could set up just for editing, but I don't know. I know that people like streamers, gamers, they will stream from one PC and play on another. But how does the stream PC view the screen of the other PC? I don't know, and I need to find that out. I'm guessing that the 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 PC that's doing the gaming or the work is somehow broadcasting somehow and then the stream software is just adding that as an additional source that's the thought that i that i mean that's about the best i could think of but how does that we'll have to figure that out because i do have another pc and maybe i'll do the video editing and the compilation on that pc and just figure out how to show it here so podcast listeners just drop off now if you want to and I'm just future-proofing because, it's like I said, it's the audience of none right now. And I'm going to dive into this. We're going to see if we can make a two-minute or even a one-minute. Let's start with one minute to make it easy. This is just a proof of concept. We're going to make a one-minute story. And then my grand plan is once we propagate, I don't know how long ChatGPT will be available or if it's here to stay. Undoubtedly, it's, if it's here to stay, it's going to become a paid uh, thing at some point as well as probably stable diffusion and uh, the voiceover thing is already a paid thing but anyway if we can churn out a bunch of these things we're at this interesting phase right now as in humanity where AI tools are not publicly available to compile a visual presentation without human input yet because the stories that I'm going to make undoubtedly within a year or so we're going to be able to have AI do everything I'm about to do and I and, and you'll have like a chat GPT or like a voice interface and you'll say hey make me a story make me a three minute story about X Y and Z and I want it to be still images tilt pan zoom uh, I want to have a visual presentation, make a soundtrack that is epic and sweeping and inspirational, light, uplifting, but dark and movie, moody in the serious parts of the story and, and playful in the fun parts. And we'll be able to input all that and it's going to spit out a video like this for us. So we're at a weird phase right now where seeing as that is not publicly available, we can capitalize and take advantage of that and we can put it together and upload it. Uh, almost a precursor and what's cool is if there are any stories that we think are especially interesting or touching we can make some for children make some for young adults make some for adults maybe um, with a humorous humorous concept but the idea is that um, I'd like to if like the kids stories that we generate I would like to uh, maybe even take the images we generated and the content from chat gpt and like make it into an actual storybook that we produce and call it a little series um and release these i think that would just be so much fun and all about what i'm doing here at reality stretch because it the whole idea of stretching reality in my mind the best way to represent that is creating a logo or a brand or a concept and taking it from conception to inception 
through to fulfillment and being able to sit back. This endeavor will be successful when I can sit there and look at a YouTube video that wouldn't have existed without me originating the idea and bringing it forward. That is stretching reality. So it's not based off of the agreement of society. So it may not get any views ever, but it will at least get five views because I will personally watch it five times. But hopefully it's going to be very entertaining and, and fun. So here we go. All right. Podcasters drop off. And I'm switching to my monitor. And it's time to play. We have an idea in the sandbox. And now we're going to play in the sandbox. So this is a really funny story that I'd like. This is my chat GPT history. This is a really funny story that I should read at some time on the stream. Because it's just hilarious. I mean, it is hilarious. Um, but for now, this is a distraction from what I'm trying to do. We have an hour to try to see how far we can get. Let's see here. How far we can get. So tell me, write a one minute story. Let's keep it very simple. Because I find with ChatGPT, the simplest, simpler you can keep it, the better. Very complex prompts tend to seem to yield undesirable results. So write a one-minute story for children that teaches them the importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude. Kindness, I could, I could, I could, you know, make it a little darker by saying betrayal and forgiveness, but I think it'll, it'll, it'll automatically pick up on that, because if you're going to forgive someone, it's going to add some sort of event. Uh, but then you can control the subject on it. You can say, make it about a dog, make it about a, a bird, make it about, make it happen on the ocean, whatever. You can control it, but I'm not going to. Let's see what it spits out. You can't get any more simple than write a one-minute story for children that teaches them the importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude. Boom. Once upon a time, in a small village, there lived a kind and gentle boy named Timmy. Timmy was always thinking of others and would do anything to help his friends and neighbors. One day, Timmy's best friend, Jamie, made a mistake and broke Timmy's favorite toy. Jamie felt terrible and apologized to Timmy, but Timmy just smiled and said, It's okay. Accidents happen. Let's fix it together. Timmy and Jamie worked together to fix the toy, and soon it was as good as new. Jamie was so grateful for Timmy's kindness and forgiveness that she decided to do something special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger. 
They learned the importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude, and how these values can bring people closer together. I'm gonna freaking cry. ChatGPT comes in with the clutch. Our very first story is such a beautiful, heartwarming story, which is exactly, exactly what I wanted to do. Remember, Guiba is a Osa name. That means, uh, as far as I can tell, most people say online, it means protection provided by God. And again, with all the crap that are, is out there on YouTube for kids to watch that may slip in inappropriate things in a 30-minute video on timestamp 15, and you're like, where did that even come from? How much more of that is in this video? I don't want my kids to watch it. With Guiba and these, uh, these AI-generated content, the goal is to have a safe space for kids to watch something or ingest some media that parents can have full confidence is going to be appropriate, wholesome, and uplifting. This is a great story. Undoubtedly, this is also a candidate for a, a book. Now, we're looking to... How long did it actually take me to read that? That's a moot point. I'm going to blow your guys' minds, and I'm going to plug this into play.htstudio. Let me refresh here. I used a voice that play.ht calls Stella, okay, from the UK. Okay. Boom. Oh, does it have a, a, a word limit? Better not. Am I going to have to do this in sections? Maybe. How many paragraphs are there? Uh, da, 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 da. One, two, three, four, five. There's five paragraphs. There's five paragraphs. And looks like we need two paragraphs at a time. So let's start with the first two paragraphs. Oh, oh, wait. It has dialogue. I forgot it has dialogue in it. How much dialogue is there? We can have different voices. Can Okay, so should I have a different voice and should I add more dialogue? So I'm going to copy this story real quick. Um, this is what I'm going to do. For the ventures, uh, let's see here, Guiba Stories. I'm going to create a story that's called, I'm going to, oops, I don't want a Google Doc yet, but whatever, let's keep it. Because what I'm going to do is, yeah, it's an untitled document. I'm going to create a new folder, and it's going to be called Story 1. And, oh, watch, let's go to, um, so ChatGPT already named this story. Ki story one, kindness, forgiveness, gratitude. That's nice, but since ChatGPT stores all this in the cache, let's ask it. What is a good title for this story? Let's see what it says. The Power of Kindness, Forgiveness, and Gratitude, or Timmy and Jamie's Friendship. <laughs> oh. I'm, why not both? So I'm going to title it Timmy and Jamie's Friendship, but the subtitle can be The Power of Kindness, Forgiveness, and Gratitude. All right, so 
here are some things. I'm so thrilled with ChatGPT. I'm not going to have it rework anything. Um, I'm going to edit this a little bit because I'm going to put in some different voices. So, and again, I'm a novice on everything I'm about to do, so we're learning together. So, once upon a time in a small village, there lived a kind of gentle boy named Timmy. Timmy was always thinking of others and would do anything to help his friends and neighbors. I'm going to put title, Timmy and Jamie's Friendship. Let's add in some more dialogue. Okay, one day, Timmy's best friend, Jamie, made a mistake and broke Timmy's favorite toy. Okay, so let's start here. I know the, the, the AI voice may not be super expressive, but we could add in a phrase where Jamie says, like, like you hear the toy break. says, oh, no. Something like that, right? No, no, that we don't need to. Timmy smiled and said, it's okay, accidents happen. Let's fix it together. Um, Timmy and Jamie worked together to fix the toy and soon it was good as new. Jamie was so grateful for Timmy's kindness and forgiveness that she decided to do something special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. This is where we're going to add some dialogue from Jamie. Here. I made some cookies for just for you because you are such a good kind friend Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug from that day on Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger they learned the importance of kindness forgiveness and gratitude and how these values can bring people closer together And not because. I made some cookies for you because. Nope, that's not because. He's not being rewarded for being good. Uh, he's. I made some cookies just for you to thank you for being such a good, kind friend. Much, much better, yo. All right. Did my camera freeze? Is the stream frozen right now? I'm like looking, I'm not getting any. Let me look at my stream. Looks like my computer's working. Yeah, it looks like my camera froze. Well, hopefully the audio is still going through. I wonder why that would be. If I switch to just me? No. Huh. I'm just, like, my face is just frozen like that, but that's fine. I just hope it means the audio is coming through. All right. Um, let me just turn off. Can I turn off the camera? Boom. 
Uh, there we go. As long as my face is frozen, I'll just turn it off. All right, this is a beautiful, heartwarming story, and we got to hustle. So let's plan it. How long is it going to take to read it? Um, let's start with the audio next. We have the content. Let's do the audience. Let's do the narration next and see how long it is. Okay, so first, so this is going to be story one, Timmy and Jamie's friendship. Alright, Timmy and Jamie's friendship. Now I'm going to copy this folder into here. Alright, hang on just a second. I'll be right back. Hey, uh, hello, hello, hello. Test, test, test. All right. Looks like this is working. All right, so Timmy and Jamie's friendship. This is great. I'm going to take the this first text here. I'm going to break up the audio like so. Generate speech. Now it's going to take it a while to do this. While it does this, let's work on stable diffusion. So Dream Studio is, I think this is actually from, I don't know, but it seemed to be the most, the best, most up-to-date version of stable diffusion that I could find. All right, so I'm going to generate one image. One image. We're going to go big and go home because the, the way my credits work. But I'm going to make it pretty. It's going to be, uh, well, uh, let's do like a, what's an aspect ratio that makes sense? Is this a fine? Because I don't want it to be super blurry. What's that aspect ratio? Is that a good aspect ratio? Uh, but if we're going to turn it into a a book someday, we're going to want it to be a fairly good resolution. And we're only going to generate these images once. This is just a proof of concept. All right, 30 steps. 30 steps. CFG scale adjusts how much the image will be like your prompt. Higher values keep your image closer to your prompt. Let's, for this purpose, I like randomness. There's randomness in entertainment, but we have entertainment and randomness but we have an objective here it looks like this value goes all the way up to 20 we're gonna bring it up to 14 so now quickly planning an image to represent the story once upon a time in a small village there lived a kind and gentle boy named Timmy Timmy was always thinking of others and would do anything to help his friends and neighbors so I want to see Timmy let's say he's nine years old Okay, so first I'm going to type hyper-realistic. Do I have to hyphenate that? Realistic. 
ultra-realistic photograph. Those are all keywords that I'm going to try to use to make this as real as possible. But you can also do, there's definitely a benefit to doing things cartoony as well. Um, we could do like an oil painting or a cartoon. There's lots of different mediums, but for this one, I want to try hyper-realistic, ultra-realistic photograph, okay, of HD, I'll, I'll just write like high-definition, high-fidelity photograph of a young, nine-year-old boy raking leaves from a maple tree nine-year-old boy wearing a coat raking leaves from a maple tree with an overcast sky and a brightly colored tree. This might not even make, s I mean, let's see what it comes up with. They'll probably give the boy like four arms because that's what stable diffusion tends to do. But let's just try that as a prompt. And for the sake of science, I'm going to save what prompt I use to generate that image. All of the content for this story is going to go. So I'm going to say, I'm going to put all the content. First story. Uh, first picture. Use from folder. I should title a picture too. Prompt used. I'm going to italicize anything that's not the content. Sick! Why did it give me two boys? Why did it give me two boys? Maybe because one of them's Timmy and the other one's helping? That's exactly what I was looking for, though. I mean, seriously? That's, like, so great. I love it. I love it so much. All right, show in folder. Okay, hang on. So I'm going to create a... I guess I don't really need to create a folder on my computer. Um, quick access. I don't have time to waste trying to figure this aspect out. Let's save it all in the drive. I'll just dump it. No, I want to organize it. Dang it. Why am I so weird about this sort of thing? Folder. All right, folder. Guiba. We'll call it Guiba 1. And this photo is going to be, we're going to call it uh, Timmy. Timmy raking leaves. Good old Timmy, man. Good old Timmy. Alright, so I'm going to post it in the drive folder here. Let's upload it. Okay, let's see if this is ready. 
So Stella, it generated, okay, speech sample. Let's see what Stella came up with. Once upon a time, in a small village, there lived a kind and gentle boy named Timmy. Timmy was always thinking of others and would do anything to help his friends and neighbors. One day, Timmy's best friend, Jamie, made a mistake and broke Timmy's favorite toy. Jamie felt terrible and apologized to Timmy, but Timmy just smiled and said, Ah, oh, yeah, sick. So I'm going to name this Once Stella upon a time, one. in a small village, there lived a kind and gentle boy named folder. Timmy. Timmy was always Guiba thinking of one. others and would do anything to help his friends and neighbors. One day, Timmy's best friend, Jamie, made a mistake and broke Timmy's favorite toy. Jamie felt terrible and apologized to Timmy, but and Timmy just smiled. I'll upload it as a resource into Drive as well. Keep track of the data of the whole story. Now we need to find... Uh, let's generate all of Stella's clips. And I'll say Stella narration. Clip one for science. Alright. And okay, it's okay. Okay, now. Stella narration. I'm just going to say clip two. And I think we can do that entire section as clip two until the next quotation that we added. All right, so go back into Dream. Um, go back to Play HT, and let's. Why is it calling it Project Powerful Chocolate? I kind of like that. All right, so we're generating this now. Thank you, Stella. Let's go back to this story. Um. All right, then Stella clip three was will be here. Stella clip three. So three clips of Stella. And now we're going to find the dialogue. Well, no, we're going to go do stable diffusion. So, all right. So now let's have a, a let's see if we can, Let's see if we can have a, should I do like a broken toy? A broken toy. Yes. And now here's the kicker. If we want a continuity of characters, we're not going to be able to have it. Okay. Timmy is going to look different in every picture. So for now, let's, the focus, if I was writing this, the focus would be on a broken toy. Okay. So let's see what happens if I just say a broken toy. And I think one of the reasons why it's giving me exactly what I want is because of that CFG scale factor. Oh my gosh, that's a hideous looking toy. That's absolutely gross looking. Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. Yuck, it's like matted hairy head. Ugh, stuff of nightmares. Oh, what's even broken on that? What's there to fix? Is that... 
Is that amazing? I think it's scary. I'm just going to have it regenerate it. I'm going to turn down the CFG scale to 10. <laughs> I'm going to save that because, <laughs> because I, I have to. Because it's I can't not. But I'm going to re redream that one. That one's just too... You know, I don't want to use up all my credits generating stuff. I should be a little bit more specific of what I'm looking for. That's a little bit. Let's go this far. What would be, that's better. It's better, definitely better. What would be a toy that Jamie likes and can we break it? Um, does Jamie like airplanes on an oak broken toy airplane laying on an oak hard wood floor Okay, now I'll turn up CFG a little bit to make it, I'll turn it back to like 13. Dream it up, let's go. Let's go baby, let's go stable diffusion. Let's see if our uh, clip is good. Timmy and Jamie worked together to fix the toy and soon it was as good as new. Jamie was so grateful for Timmy's kindness and forgiveness that she decided to do something special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. That's fine. I can have it regenerated. You can do multiple. Um, let's see. Let me save that though. Why does it say? Oh, there's a high quality button. Dang it. Let me regenerate that as high quality. Why do they do it? Like I saved it and it says Stella low latency. I'm like, what? Why didn't I notice the quality before? Regenerate it. I'll leave the first clip as is rather than redoing it. But let me, I, I just want to see what the difference is between the quality. That's going to take longer to produce. So let's see what Dream Studio came up with. Ah, oh, there's a broken wing on that plane. Is there? I mean, it looks kind of broken to be, of a broken, cracked, does it convey the image of what I want to convey? Yeah, 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 we're gonna keep it. You know what? We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it. This is just, uh, this is just an experiment anyway, right? So I'm going to call this one, um, rename Broken Toy Airplane. Right, one second here. All right. Um, okay, next, let's check Stella's clip. Oh my gosh, it goes more slowly, obviously, when it's high quality, high fidelity. All right, so here we are. So we'll use the, um, oh, I gotta save the prompt for 
Okay, here. Broke favorite toy. I want to insert. I want to say second picture. Prompt used. Oh my gosh. Too bad I'm not AI. I could do this so much faster. All right. Uh, let, okay, Jimmy. All right. So Stella clipped. Seen it was as good as new. Let's see. Is this ready? How did it turn out? Here we go. Timmy and Jamie worked together to fix the toy, and soon it was as good as new. Jamie was so grateful for Timmy's kindness and forgiveness that she decided to do something special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, it removed some of the tinniness of the voice. So this is called Stella Balanced, isn't it? So I'm going to call it Stella 2. Stella 2. Stella Clip 2. I'm going to copy it over to the folder. Um, Alright, so here we are, Timmy and Jamie. We've got Stella 1, Stella 2. We've got the broken toy airplane to add to our resources. Love it. Freaking love it. Okay, alright. So where do we stand now? We've got Stella Clip 2. She decided to do something special for him in return. So now we're going to go back into Dream Studio. Photograph of a little girl with a tray of cook of fresh cookies right out of the oven tray of fresh cookies walking away from an open oven in the kitchen photograph of a little girl with a smile on her face with a tray of fresh cookies walking away from an open oven in the kitchen dream boom let's go that's going to be heartwarming isn't it is that what was that what we, is that what we should do next stella clip 2 I got to find a better way to detail these because this is getting super jumbled. We still need to do Timmy's voice. Um, this is where we can do the picture right here. Third picture. Dream Studio. Oh, yeah! Woohoo! That's rockin', dude. Download image. So I'm gonna say the prompt here. Third picture. Hyper real. Okay. All right. 
I love it. She looks so happy, and she doesn't even have three arms. Wow. How many cookies is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten? She must have eaten two of them, which is fine. I, you know, if you're baking a normal dozen, nothing to say that she actually baked a normal dozen. All right, and what's her name again? Jamie? Rename. Jamie cookies. Jamie with cookies. All right, and so now I'm going to copy this into the story here. We're making good progress, but we need to hurry if we're going to compile all of this. Um, can't rush perfection, but that's okay. We're doing great. So cookies. And thanked her with a big hug. Okay, so Stella Clip 3. Stella Clip 3. Generate speech. Okay, back to Dream Studio. How should we represent that? Um, kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude. Thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger. They learned the importance of kindness. So should we do a picture of them hugging and then another picture of them playing? Or should we do just a picture of them hugging for the end? Or should we do a picture of them like, like walking or playing of a little girl and a little boy playing? eating cookies on a park bench in the fall. Little of a happy, happy little girl and a happy little boy eating cookies on a park bench in the fall. Let's dream it. Oh, crap. Did I save the prompt of the last image? I don't know if I did or not. Like I said, I got to get way more organized. Got to get way more organized than this, man. This thing's going to... Oh, my gosh. It gave us two little girls. <laughs> I'm going to turn up the CFG scale. Oh my gosh, that's the best. They look they they do all look happy and maybe they're just sharing maybe they're just sharing a cookie with a friend, you know? Maybe it's just another friend of a, of one happy little girl and one happy little boy eating cookies together on a park bench, eating cookies together on a park bench in the fall <laughs> maybe happy is actually is is that a little too happy and creepy i turned up the cfg scale oh did i save that i hope i can access my history i should be able to access my history right there no now there's like three million and they look even younger and it looks really creepy um of two of two children Let's turn off happy of 
a of a little girl and a a little boy eating cookies for a total of only two children eating cookies together on a park bench in the fall. Another credit goes. CFG scales up to 15. And again, maybe uh, it, it'd be more fun to do this with like an oil painting or a watercolor. Why does it just want to give me four kids every time? And now this girl's got a cookie on her knee. And that's it. Like no leg beneath the knee, just a cookie. And none of them look happy. They all look disturbed. They all look bothered. Okay. Um, of let's Maybe I should just say photograph of two children sharing cookies two children sharing cookies of two happy children sharing cookies on a while sitting on a park bench in the fall let's try it because this is a catastrophe here if this doesn't work, I might just go with the first image of the the two kids with an extra one. Um, see now it's doing the janky three leg thing. I can't do I can't deal with that man. Oh, that's so creepy. Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh my goodness. What am I doing wrong? Okay, I'm gonna turn up the CFG scale all the way. all the way oh no oh now there's a mystery leg that's it that's it oh wait no maybe we go of a boy maybe we we go to the drawing board for this final one oil painting of a boy and a girl sitting on a park bench in the fall and eating cookies let's try and oh crap i need i want to turn the cfg scale way down i'm using so many stupid credits at some point i've just got to commit oh that's a very realistic oil painting how come the oil painting looks almost more realistic of a boy and a girl what's what doesn't it understand about that phrase that it keeps giving me three kids seriously what I hit dream uh, oh that's a little bit better but there's three kids still an oil painting of two children That's kind of a that's kind of cool. I like the oil painting effect though. I'm just going to turn down the CFG scale and refactor. Oil painting of only one boy with only one girl. Turn up I'll put CFG at like 10. 
Maybe I should turn down the quality of everything just to see which, and maybe I should turn down the quality of everything. Okay, we're gonna go with that. We're gonna go with that. Um, or should we go with the very first one that I did? So many kids on the bench with cookies. I, oh, man, I almost like. <laughs> Which one do I like more out of all of those? Uh, which one do I like more? Uh, I think the last one's kind of the most heartwarming. Let's just use it. Is it perfect? No. But that's okay. It's going to do what we want it to do. Rename. Children on a park bench eating cookies. Okay. Um, Alright. Now, do we have uh, Stella Clip 3 yet? No. Do we... Was it being generated? Yes. Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger. They learned the importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude, and how these values can bring people closer together. Maybe I should try a... Um, first of all, that's fine. Timmy was for touched Stella by Jamie's three. thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger. I love they the learned name. the importance I love the story. of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude Three. and how these values can bring people close. I love the story. I mean, it's, it, the story couldn't be per better. You know, ChatGPT is the real MVP here. Um, you know, I might just do a uh, oil. Let's try a watercolor painting of a boy and a girl hugging. Turn the CFG scale. Let's turn this up. Turn it up, up, up. Let's see. Well, we can leave it at ten. How many steps? Number of images. Dream. Come on, roll the dice. Watercolor painting of a boy and a girl hugging. Oh my gosh, what a horrible idea. We're not going to include any of those. They have like 40 arms and they're like wrapped around each other. And apparently this stable diffusion thing really doesn't do gender. Isn't that interesting? Like I keep saying a boy and a girl hugging and it just gives me like two boys. And so maybe it's like this woke gender stable diffusion art thing. But that's just, it's just, oh, it's, it's, there's like 40 arms. Arms are like intertwined, connected. I guess I could turn up, let me try it one more time with CFG turned up to watercolor painting of a boy and a girl hugging. Watercolor painting of two of a boy hugging a girl. Please don't be so creepy. 
What? It's just group hugging. How hard is it to get a single subject of a hug? Water color painting of now there's like I just don't understand. Why is that such a hard prompt? Of watercolor painting of chilled of a hug. Watercolor painting of a hug. I'm going to turn down the CFG scale. Well, no, I want it to be like my prompt. I'm going to have it generate like four images, and I'm going to turn the width way down. So that way it uses only a portion of a credit. Watercolor painting of a hug. Ugh. Oh, those don't look What is going on in that picture? Ah. All right, that's it. It's close enough. We're just going to leave it the way it is. All right, we've got a third Stella clip there. We got to do a. Um, it's okay. Accidents happen. Let's fix it together. So, what do I have as options here? Do I have a young child? Let's see. All languages. Arthur from the UK. Welcome to another tutorial in this series where we teach you how to write a script. Elon Musk is in the Steve Jobs. We're going to. Oliver? Welcome to this tutorial. Ah, oh, no. Jordan? For those in... Larry? Elon Musk? They're all probably adult voices. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is the... Frederick? Elon Musk is the... Elon Musk is... You know, Frederick? Frederick, um... Frederick is going to be the one this time. Frederick. It's okay. Accidents happen. Let's fix it together. It should be a quick generation. Okay, that should be quick. Now, I have the stories. How fast is this narration going to be? I don't know. We need like a, a title entry. Let's do like a... Oil painting of a small village in the fall. Actually, let's go back to hyper-realistic. Let's just say photograph of a small, quaint village in the fall. Oh, yeah, man. Any of those would work. I'm just going to take one. It's not going to, it's just going to be its tiny thing. It's not going to be full screen. Um, I'm just going to use it to help with the title of the video. So what should we do for the title of the video? I need to upload Stella 3 to the drive. I need to upload the tiny video, uh, tiny image. Now, I should generate one, but a lot bigger because... If, uh, you know, even on a, even on a, um, even if we're going to do a book, they should be way higher resolution than this. Oh yeah, that's money. That's the money shot right there.
money. Money, money, money. Let's get rid of the old one. Let's use this one. Very good, very good. Okay. Um, what an interesting thing. All right, let's look at play.htstudio. It's okay. It's okay. Accidents happen. Let's fix it together. It's okay. Accidents happen. That one Let's must have not been high together. quality, was it? Oh, it was high quality. Well, you know, Timmy sounds very mature for his age, of course. We'll call it uh, Frederick 1. Rename Frederick 1. Now, let's find a name for... Let's find a name for, um, let's find a, a voice for Jamie. Elon Musk is the Steve Jobs of the present and the future. In the midst of this rough conditions in South Africa, Musk Elon Musk is the Steve Jobs of the present and the future. Elon Musk is the Steve Jobs of the present and the future. In the midst of this rough like conditions Lillian. in South Africa, I need to use that for a story. I don't think I want it for. Uh, let's do female. That'll help. Oops. No. There we go. Charlotte from Canada. At the 90-day marker, it's a good idea to check in and review. Elon Musk is the Steve. Elon Musk is the Steve Jobs of the press. Daisy, it is. All right, Daisy. So, what does Daisy say here? So, we need to say, okay, Frederick one. Okay, and then um, I made. So she says, and then this is Daisy. Daisy one. Audio. Alright, so she's going to say, I made some cookies just for you. Here we go. Generate speech. Now, that as that works, we are going to open up um, OpenShot, and this is probably where everything is going to go. Kaputsk. Let's go OpenShot, open source video editor can we slap this together in like 20 minutes i don't know necessarily how open shot is supposed to work it's been a long time since i've used it we need a so no video here we're loading in audio um show all project files can i just drag and drop of course of course i ought to be able to i'm going to move all of this stuff onto a different window here and i'm only going to focus on open shot Oh, I already had OpenShot open, 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 Oppenheimer. All right, here we go. So first we're going to start with this nice image. But before I do that, oh, can we do like a text overlay easily? So I'm going to drop this image here. We have multiple tracks. I'm going to have uh, track one be the... Let's have track two be, oh, look at that, it's so nice. And now my question is, ooh, we can stretch. Oh, I don't want to do that. I want to maintain the same aspect ratio. 
Now, can I do an overlay of, let's see, they have emojis. What the heck are we looking at here? Can I, ooh, you could do an animated title in Blender. What, what happens if I insert a title? Choose a template. What are we looking at? This looks kind of retro. I mean, what are we looking at? Line, okay, so let's just see what happens if I hit this button. So, <clears throat> Timmy and Jamie's friendship. Timmy and Jamie's friendship. The subtitle will be, okay, uh, Timmy and Jamie's friendship, the power of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude. What happens if I do this? So it gets loaded in, and I can I put this? Timmy and Jamie's friendship. The power of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude. Now, what the heck? Can I, can I pan, tilt, and zoom this thing? Animate. Start of clip. Z okay, start of clip. Random. What happens? Oh, no. It's just going to do something like that. No, undo that. What? I don't know what I'm doing, guys. What? Why can't I just get something to pan, tilt, and zoom? That's all I wanted to do. I'm gonna remove the title. The title looks so hokey, but it kind of reminds me like a of like a '90s like VHS, which I'm happy. Let's go back to the beginning. We don't need to pan on the start. Now, I think the entrance should only be like, let's say, that long, however long that is. I don't know how long that is. All right, so first we're going to show Timmy raking leaves, drop him into the resources, take him to the visual track, um, effects. What are some effects? I want to pan, tilt, and zoom. So animate entire clip zoom in a hundred percent to a hundred and fifty percent but can I choose which direction I want it to zoom in can this do like a live photo because that would be like the best so you start this thing it's Timmy and Jamie's friendship, the power of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude. Surely there's got to be a way to decide which way to zoom in. So like that, there's got to be. Which one of these kids do I want to be Timmy, huh? Can I have it zoom in on the... I think I want the kid on the left to be Timmy. My goodness. Can I like edit the end of the clip? Like a like make it go like that. Yeah. Can I do that? Let's try that. I sure can. Uh good enough for now. I don't know what I'm doing. And why did I what does that little dot thing do that I drug in there? All right, so how long is this going to last? I don't know. Let's get all the resources in there first. Broken toy. Boom. Broken toy airplane is next. 
Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, zoom. And like, why don't these pictures, uh, why don't I have them the same aspect ratio? I need to change stable diffusion and figure out what aspect ratio this is. Entire clip, zoom from 100 to 150. Again, um, but let's see if I can make it zoom in on just the airplane sort of so at the end of by the end of the clip it's like that I want it to be like that done done deal done deal let's take a look so it starts on the airplane zooms in on the airplane now I don't think it would be a bad idea to like put captions over this um, that subtitle the story as it goes so next is, but that's a little fancier than this proof of concept, because again, I'm doing a proof of concept here. Um, and then we're going to end with the children on a bench. Okay, now uh, bring in the cookies, bring in this. Here we go. Quickly, let's look at, bada boom, let's look at Play HD Studio. I made some cookies just for you to thank you for being such a good, kind friend. I love it. I love it. Good job, Daisy. I made some cookies yep, just for you to thank you it. for being such a good, kind friend. Sounds a little un unenthusiastic, but she sounds driven. She sounds like a driven individual. She's very determined to give them, to give him the cookies here. Okay? So now we have... Um, Alright, so... Um, da, 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 da. so we're going to start with Stella 1, and then Stella 2, Stella 3, import, and then Daisy and Frederick, boom. So audio track, we'll say Stella is... Okay, let's see how this works. Do, 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 do. Power of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude. Once upon a time, in a small village, there lived a, lived a kind and gentle boy named Timmy. Timmy was always thinking of... I'm just extending that clip to match. So hang on, let's try this again. Once upon a time... In a small village, there lived a kind and gentle boy named Timmy. Timmy was always thinking of others and would do anything to help his friends and neighbors. One day, Timmy's best friend, Jamie, made a mistake and broke Timmy's favorite toy. Okay, so there is where I wanted to switch to. Right when she says broke. One day, Timmy's best friend, Jamie made a mistake and broke Timmy's favorite toy. Jamie felt terrible and apologized to Timmy, but Timmy just smiled and said, And welcome to Frederick. to Timmy, but Timmy just smiled and said, It's okay. Accidents happen. Let's fix it together. And after Frederick is Stella too, 
What? Where did that go? Stella 2? Come on. There we go. That's more like it. It's okay. Accidents happen. Let's fix it together. Timmy and Jamie worked together to fix the toy, and soon it was as good as new. Jamie was so grateful for Timmy's kindness and forgiveness that she decided to do something special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. Oh, nice. I didn't even mean to do that, and that was perfect. So I'm going to drag the airplane's going to be a long, a long scene. <laughs> Let's do a transition here on Jamie. Animate, start of clip, entire clip, zoom. Zoom from 100% to 150%. And that's where it will end. And we want to zoom in specifically on the cookies. So we want to pan, tilt, and zoom like that. All right, all right. And then we're going to just end with... Let's go ahead and add an animation to this resource. Animate, entire clip. Zoom, zoom from 100 to 150%. Let's look at this next clip here. So it's going to zoom in. We want it to zoom in specifically. We're going to pick that uh, Jamie and Timmy are these guys. Can you affect? So evidently you can zoom in even farther. So let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. So this is just a rough thing, but I can affect how I pan, tilt, and zoom. So it's going to zoom in pretty fast, aggressively fast on those two. Nice. So let's go back and do that with the other clips. Something Th special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. It cuts off her eyes. I don't like that. So let's go back to here. Well, no, let's go back here and let's pause it. Where is it going? How do I... Did I just screw it up? Probably majorly. He baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought jump? them to him as a thank you gift. Oh no, that was fine. What? <laughs> yeah, I totally just... <laughs> How do I do this? How do I do this, everybody? It was kind of cool. I could jump it around and pan and zoom and... Uh, ooh, yeah, let's play around with that real quick. But first, let's finish the audio so we can match it. So after Stella 2 is Daisy 1 and then we end with Stella 3 so let's see how the audio just turns out I'm but man you can have fun she baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift I made some cookies just for you to thank you for being such a good kind friend Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug from that day on Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger they learned the importance of kindness. Let's just copy this through to the end. The importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude, and how these, va these values can bring people closer together. Does I made some cookies just, just for you to thank you for being such a good, kind friend. Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness. Okay, and first of all, let's fix that a little bit. Let's, I'm going to zoom in on these clips, and I'm going to extend Daisy's clip and I'm going she to She decided to do something special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. I made some cookies just for you to thank you for being such a good kind friend. 
Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie... Is it getting out of sync here? Uh, da, 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 da. No, it's not getting out of sync, but we can change that a little bit. I made some cookies just for you to thank you for being such a good, kind friend. Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger. They learned the importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude, and how these values can bring people closer together. Okay, so this is a proof of concept. We have a couple minutes left here. So what I'm going to do is quickly... Um, Oh, there's a second Stella clip. That's why it's all kerfuffled. Timmy just smiled and said, It's okay. Accidents happen. Let's fix it together. Timmy. I'm going to expand what I'm seeing here. Timmy and Jamie worked together to fix the toy, and soon it was as good as new. Jamie was so grateful for Timmy's kindness and forgiveness that she decided to do something special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. I made some cookies just for you to thank you for being such a good, kind friend. Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger. They learned the importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude and how these values can bring people closer together. And then we can end there. I don't know why. Um... So let's do like a fade out transition here. Yeah, fade, end of clip, fade out fast. Closer together. That'll work. So a little high level overview here. Now, now the kicker. So we're going to come back here to um, Phaselian royalty free. And we're going to find a, uh, I love this guy. So f happy... Let's try happy. What does he have for happy? Impressive, David. We don't have time to do anything else, so let's do this. It sounds nice. It sounds very nice. I'm very impressed with this guy, and I'm so grateful to him for just releasing things as royalty-free to use. I'll definitely put a you know credit for it. Um, I'll credit him in the description of the video or somewhere. All right, happy music. Now, if we had more time we would um, add some sad music when the toy breaks and we would maybe add a sound effect of the toy breaking. But this is proof of concept and this is good enough for our purposes. I'm gonna fade, end of clip, fade out slowly, okay. Give me a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. I made some cookies just for you to thank you for being such a good 
Obviously, we need to turn this down. Where do you control? Where do you control the volume? Um, volume? No, I don't want to. I just want to control the volume of the channel. I don't want to. Um, oh, come on! Don't make this difficult. I've got to go. I've got things to do. Places to be. <clears throat> what the actual? There's so much power here in this free open source tool effects ooh you can blur things what transitions oh there's so much to do here what an untapped resource but first of all volume hello entire clip I guess just here this is your option. Let's turn it down to 60%. How are we looking? Once upon a time, in a small village, there lived a kind and kind and gentle boy named Timmy. Okay, I'm gonna. I like it. I like it. Volume, entire clip. Uh, does it stay relative to what it was or reduce it again? Let's try it. Once upon a time, in a small village, there lived a kind and gentle boy named Timmy. Timmy was always thinking of others and would do anything to help his friends and neighbors. One day, Timmy's best friend Jamie made a mistake and broke Timmy's favorite toy. Jamie felt terrible and apologized to Timmy, but Timmy just smiled and said, It's okay. Accidents happen. Let's fix it together. Timmy and Jamie worked together to fix the toy, and soon it was as good as new. Jamie was so grateful for Timmy's kindness and forgiveness that she decided to do something special for him in return. She baked Timmy a batch of his favorite cookies and brought them to him as a thank you gift. I made some cookies just for you to thank you for being such a good, kind friend. Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger. They learned the importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude, and how these values can bring people closer together. I think the issue I'm having is that the... I don't want to fade out there. Um, where does Stella's voice end? Do I need to bring in Stella 3 again? Probably. That abrupt ending didn't work, obviously. Let's see. Such a good, kind friend. Timmy was touched by Jamie's thoughtfulness and thanked her with a big hug. From that day on, Timmy and Jamie's friendship grew even stronger. They learned the importance of kindness, forgiveness, and gratitude and how these values can bring people closer together. That's a great place to fade it out. And let's bring this one. Forgiveness and gratitude and how these values can bring people closer together. A little bit longer on the music. These values can bring people closer together. 
Good enough. All right, I got to go. That's the proof of concept. We did it in like an hour. So I'm going to hit export. Well, first of all, save project as. Can't believe I didn't save this freaking thing. Um, let's see. You guys are going to have to look at my files. That's awkward. I shouldn't probably get my files. Okay. Um, yeah, let me stretch. Uh, create a new folder called Guiba. Guiba. And that's the first. Um, what's it called again? Timmy and Jamie's friendship. Story one, I'll call it. Story one. Timmy and Jamie's friendship. Saved as an open shop project. Now I'm going to export the project as a video. Okay, and it's going to be saved there, yes. Profile, all formats. The target is MP4, the video profile. Let's see if we can do it just for fun. Let's see if we can do a... Is there like a there should be like a YouTube preset on here, I think. Mm, we don't need to do a super high definition, but I feel like it would be better if we did what? If we did what? This is a proof of concept. Let's do just what it was, actually. Quality, high, export video, go. Boom. Done. Export. Export. Keep going. Keep rolling. Now as that exports, I'm going to come over here to um, the, uh, where am I? There we go. Let's make sure all of our media assets are in there. Let's do, um, hmm, Frederick 1, Stella 1, Stella 2, Stella 3. We need Daisy. And we also need the... This. So five audio clips, the resource at the village. So we took me about an hour to slap all this together. Now we're exporting it. Now I'm going to upload it to YouTube. I'm going to end this thing, publish the podcast, whatever. Probably cut out the last half of this because it was more fun for the stream. My audience of me, my very important audience of me. This is almost done exporting. I'm going to upload it to the channel. I'll tweet it out on social media. This is the beginning of wholesome content for kids. Now, Marie's, poor Marie's, if you tracked all this and picked up on it, bravo. More power to you. You got this. And let's just play around and let's just push out some content that's the bomb and wholesome. And we'll just get better. We'll get better at editing. We'll get better at uh, you know, cutting a soundtrack for it. We'll get better at all of that. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and end this stream. You guys are all the bomb. Have a spectacular day. Bye.